and good afternoon. Peace and grace to all. How are you? It's a beautiful afternoon out. Uh, today is June 15th, 2022. June 15th, 2022. And we just have two weeks left for Legislative Hall to be open and they will be back in January. However, September, by September we should know uh, what's going on with the primaries and then we will know who will we vote for. That's right, you're listening to Rochelle Wilson here at WHGE 95.3 FM the one and only black-owned, black-operated news information, black journalists and advocacy station in the entire state of Delaware thus to date. Today is June 15, 2022. And you're listening to the Political Power Hour where we talk politics. And I certainly invite you to call in let me know what your thoughts are on politics. That number is 844-944-3953. Again, 844-944-3953. If you want your opinion, your voice to be heard here on your advocacy, education, and information station. So let's get right to it. We've got two, three weeks, two weeks, and June will come to a close, and so will the General Assembly. The General Assembly is where all of our state and house representatives are located. That's where they hustle and bustle around and they take care of business. That's where laws are passed. They've got to go through the House, and then they've got to go through the Senate. Once they pass the Senate, they go up the steps to governor's office, Governor John Carney at this time, and in 2024, we'll be electing a new governor. But for now, Governor John Carney is the man at the top of the stairs. So the Senate will send it upstairs to John Carney. John Carney either accepts it or he will veto it and the same uh, majority that signed it in are the only folks, if he vetoes a bill that's made it to his desk and he vetoes it, it will go back to the Senate. There, the majority of the Senate that sent the bill, that signed the bill, that support the bill, they then can overturn his veto and pass it anyway. Now qualify me on that if I've made an error in my comprehension of how these things work, please call me and tell me, Rochelle, you've made an error. But if I, if I am correct in my study, it goes from the House to the Senate to John Carney or whoever the governor is and it is passed from that desk. If it is vetoed from that desk, the desk of the governor, it must go back to the Senate and the Senate can then either accept the veto or they can push forward beyond the governor with enough of the senators, it has to be a majority, the majority can then pass the bill even though the governor has vetoed it. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's good that we, you know, have oversight. Checks and balances is what I believe they call it, checks and balances. So uh, we appreciate the political process. For the last two weeks, three weeks, uh, we have talked about the history of politics, how it started, what is the difference between red and blue? What does that mean? And how did we come to the color? I found it astonishingly interesting that we actually adopted the colors of red and blue uh, so that people who were primarily illiterate would then be able to know their party. All you had to do was know that your party was either blue or red, Democrat or Republican, liberal or conservative, and that is how they voted. 
people who couldn't even write and could barely read could just make a little X on their piece of paper to make their vote. Red or blue was initially created for our illiterate folks. But we're not illiterate anymore. Standing here in 2022, many of us, most of us, are fully aware of our responsibility to politics. You see, you may think that uh, you have no responsibility to politics whatsoever. You know, uh, I've even heard some of my dearest friends express to me, what difference does it make if I vote? What difference does it make if I participate? Uh, those folks up there in those seats are going to do whatever the heck they want to do, and they don't even care about the little man. They just want their paychecks uh, and the, the fame and fortune of being considered as a politician or an elected public servant. But you see, ladies and gentlemen, I thought that way also at one point in my life. I, I, I thought the exact same thing. I felt the same level of disheartenment, discontent, uh, perhaps even apathy. It didn't matter. Whatever I did, however I spoke up, if I spoke up, it didn't matter. If I pushed the button, pulled the lever, pulled the curtain, they were still going to do what they wanted to do. And little old teeny me down here didn't matter to them. I believe that. And perhaps some of you used to believe that. Perhaps there are some of you who still believe that. And you're entitled to your thoughts and your beliefs, just like I'm entitled to mine. And a quick disclaimer, I must say that these are my thoughts. These are my viewpoints, my research, my study, my information that I'm sharing. W-H-G-E neither agrees nor disagrees with my commentary. These are my thoughts. This is my intellectual proprietary property. Rochelle Wilson, it belongs to me. But I've got to tell you, something happened and I began to realize that maybe, just maybe, my voice did matter. Maybe my one little push the button, pull the lever, my one little vote, it did matter. You know, I'm, I'm still learning uh, a lot about this mail-in ballot thing. Like, I, I understand that that was a big thing uh, with the COVID and then Philadelphia, you know, there was a big, <laughs> it was a big mess with Donald Trump and all of that in Philadelphia and Joe Biden and uh, President Joe Biden. And, you know, you watch the news, you saw uh, the mail-in ballots were counted and then they were recounted and there was an argument and, oh, it was just a whole hot mess. So I'm, I'm still trying to understand this whole mail-in ballot voting. And I'm going to get it. I'm going to figure it out. Perhaps you already know what it means and, and how that system works. Remember, America is a country based on systems. We've got a system for every doggone thing. Everything has a system and a process here in America. Sometimes I wonder, can it ever just be simple and easy? Is it possible to just be simple, simplistic, easy, you know, doesn't require a lot of brain power in order to get some things done here in America? But America is founded on systems. And there is a voting system just like there is a, a democratic system, a republican system, an independent system, uh, the greenhouse systems, all of them are systems. Now we've been talking about the red and the blue, democrat and republican, liberal versus uh, conservative. We've been chit-chatting about that. But what about the, there is a political party called the independent party. There is a greenhouse party. And I'm still studying and learning those uh, attributes to the whole world of the political system. 
one thing for certain and two things for sure, it really almost doesn't matter to some small degree uh, whether you're independent, Democrat, Republican, Greenhouse, and, and there are others. Because what it really comes down to, ladies and gentlemen, is the time when you get to cast your vote, where your vote is counted along with millions of other votes and decisions are made based on your vote. Your one vote could break the tie between, <clears throat> pardon me, between any of these parties. Your one vote. Now, you know, I will also say there have been some shenanigans in our past. Historically, we've had a few shenanigans. We've had some shenanigans, especially when you get down to Florida. Florida is famous for shenanigans when it comes to voting. We've got sheriffs and law enforcement and other various uh, systems of people in place to block people from voting because Florida's a very important state when it comes to voting. And we're gonna talk about that as we move forward. What does it mean, what is an electoral vote? What is the difference between say Florida and maybe uh, New York or California? Why do those three states matter and in which way do they matter? We're gonna get into all of that here at the Political Power Hour. But today we're talking about your voice and your vote. Because it's time, we're getting close, it's time to push the button and pull the lever after you pull the curtain. We're getting close to that. For the primaries, people are throwing their hats in. People are making decisions. Public servants are making decisions now as to whether or not they'll be throwing their hat in either to retain their current seat, whatever that may be, whether it's city council, uh, senator, house representative, governors, lieutenant governors, all of these people. They have to make a decision if they're going to keep their seat and run for it, or will you throw your hat into the ring for somebody else's seat, right? We all know, everyone knows that 2024, we must kiss John Carney, bon voyage. Mwah. Smooches, thank you. Thank you, Governor John Carney, for all of the great work that you did do to make Delawarean lives better. But in 2024, mwah, bon voyage. So that seat is definitely going to be available. Who's going to run for it? Well, I think I've got a pretty good idea, and perhaps you also, perhaps you also know who's itching for the seat of the governor. Considered technically as the highest seat in the state. Technically, you know, the state of Delaware, the governor. And then of course you get above that and you get into our, uh, the, onto the federal level and you get our Congress, uh, those folks, you know, Carper, uh, Coons, and, and that sort of thing. And that's also something we've got to talk about. Lisa Blunt Rochester, She's asking us to vote for her. She's asking for our support. We're gonna talk about the issues. What does Lisa Blood Rochester support? What does she not support? Does she support the issues that are important to you? Or is she against the issues that are important to you? Where's everybody standing on uh, Roe v. Wade? The decision, uh, you know, women, my body, my choice. It's my body, it's my choice. And maybe I, I you know, I don't want to go too far down this particular rabbit hole, but I've got to just inject on a sidebar. Let's talk about abortion rights for just a half a second. Half a second, let's talk about abortion rights. Yes, I realize clearly that after uh, three months, 90 days, that baby should also have a vote on whether or not it should live or have to be reincarnated. 
Because after 90 days, three months, we know that that little pretty teeny weeny little thing in there starts to grow and develop as a human being. By the third month, it has the senses, the sensory and the nervous system, eyeballs, eye sockets, ears, and things like that. It's a human being after three months. After three months, it's a human being. So I'm not talking about after three months because I absolutely believe uh, that the baby has a choice. The human being has a right to life. So we're not going to go down that rabbit hole and we're not going to have that argument because I'm not going to have it with you. After three months, it's a human being. End of story. Period. But prior, prior to those three months, those 90 days, it is not yet uh, developed its nervous system. Its brain is not yet uh, developed enough where it has a spinal cord and it's, it's developing into that human being that we just talked about. It's still developing eye sockets. It's still developing, uh, you know, holes for the ears, ear tubes, ear lobes, and all of that sort of thing. All of those things are still being made manifest. But once it gets a nervous system, means it's connected to a brain, it has a brain that the nervous system is connected to, that happens in three months. There's no more question. But prior to that, does a woman have a right to have an abortion? Her body, her choice. Her body, her choice. For those folks that are saying that a woman should not be allowed the opportunity to make that choice for her body prior to the 90 days, three months, <clears throat> from the moment of conception until uh, three months, that woman has a right to make her own choice. It's her body. And God forbid that there were mitigating circumstances such as a rape or incest or you know all kinds of scenarios maybe she's sick she's the kind of woman that couldn't go full term with a baby uh, perhaps it's a tubical uh, pregnancy there are all sorts of issues that says a woman has a right to her own life prior to three months prior to three months her body her choice and I just want to say that. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Are you pro-life? From the moment of conception, a woman should not uh, receive an abortion? Are you pro-choice? Up to three months, a woman has a right to choose her body, her choice. Let me know your thoughts. This is the Political Power Hour with Rochelle Wilson here at 95.3 FM. So, in regards to voting, whatever the issue may be, perhaps there are some out there who still strongly believe that your voice is your vote, but it doesn't count, that nobody is listening. And I can tell you, I believe, I am of the opinion, based on what I've been learning in the last two years since I've been doing this political power hour, having been afforded the opportunity to, to be at Legislative Hall, to know what it feels like to stand up at the podium and speak, to know what it feels like to hustle and bustle around the hallways having backdoor conversations with people in order to get things done, in order to advocate for bills being passed. I know what that feels like. I've been there, I've done that. And it was in doing that and getting an opportunity to meet and chit chat with so many, so many of our public, elected public servants and asking the tough questions because I'm gonna be Rochelle Wilson wherever I go. 
I'm transparent. I'm not a liar. I mean, I'm not fake. I'm very clear about what I ask for and what I want. And I don't make, you know, I'm respectful. I'm polite. I'm even flexible enough to negotiate. But I'm pretty much, uh, you know, I'm right on the key, on the market, when it comes to asking for what I want. Making my requests known. I'm not a shy little kitty cat or mouse sitting over in the corner. I run those halls of legislative hall uh, as if I live there. Up the street, uh, I mean, up the steps and around the corner and back down and in the, you know, in the gallery and down in the session halls. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, I've met some folks. I've had some amazing conversations. And I've got to tell you, your vote, it does count. Because I would say 98% of all of the public elected servants that I've met in the past two to three years, they care very much. They very much care about your vote. They care. And they want your vote. They want your vote. So do not be uh, dissuaded. Do not be of a lazy mindset thinking that your vote does not count because it does. Your vote is your voice. Your vote is your voice. So lift your voice. Get on out there to those voting polls. They're going to be opening up any day now. Keep your eyes open, particularly our schools. Places like that are famous for, uh, you know, uh, voting stations. And the voting stations are coming. And some folks, I suppose, you know, I'm going to figure out more about it. But are we mailing in our ballots at this time? Is it time to mail in your vote? Tell me. I don't know at all. I, I'm not, you know, a guru in politics. I'm a guru at being who I am. At being, at being the, the me, the best me that I can be. That's what I'm a guru. I'm a master at that. But I'm not a master in politics, so I have a lot to learn. I want to learn it. I'm studying. I'm doing my homework. How about you? Are you studying? Can you contribute to this conversation, to this learning curve? Can you experience this with me? So share your thoughts and your viewpoints with me here at WHGE every Wednesday from 4 p.m. until 5 p.m. Phone lines are open. I've hit the button uh, that turns the phone lines on. And I'm all queued up. So if the phone rings, I'm going to answer it to the best of my ability. <laughs> WHGE 95.3, we are growing by leaps and bounds and all kinds of changes are coming in uh, to this radio station to make us bigger, greater, and better. We've got to give thanks to Harmon Carey. We've got to give thanks to James Bailey and absolutely to my, one of my favorite people in the world, Mr. Eric Johnson who is a tech guru. He's a master at technology. So between those three men and all of their areas of expertise, we've got a new tower going up. So we're going to reach further, further in the Wilmington area. We might even be able to get down, you know, down there to Bear. That would be great to get as far down as Bear. Maybe Middletown, you never know. I've got big thoughts, grand, grand thoughts for WHGE. So, we're on the World Wide Web. You can hear us now in Australia, China, Japan, Africa, uh, you name it. All you have to do is go to our website, WHGE. It's our website, just that, W-H-G-E, and just like that, it'll pop right up on your phones, on your cellular devices, your computer devices, whatever device you have. Go to our website. Check out all of the journalists that are here. Find out what are our platforms. We all talk about something different. 
We've got religious, spiritual people. We've got uh, I Do Criminal Justice and Political Power Hour. We've recently uh, just brought some more folks, welcomed some folks into the family. And they're doing an amazing show, Brother Hanif Salam on Sundays. I believe that starts at 4, 4 p.m. on a Sunday. You can check that brother out. And he's got something good for your earbuds. Following me, Timeless Thomas. So every day, you've got something good here at WHGE. Show us some love and support. Listen to us, tune us in, share the message with others. We are the first and the only, the first and the only in the state of Delaware. That's history. We've made history here. And that is worthy. That is worthy of a conversation. So talk about it. Sitting around the dinner tables or in your car or you're chit-chatting, walking your dogs in the park, taking a swim. Talk about us. Give us our props, because we're doing big things. Stay with us. We're growing exponentially. So, I went off on a sidebar again. I, I, I can do that sometimes. I'm allowed. My brain moves so fast with thoughts at the speed of light. My brain is constantly moving and generating information. So it's okay if I go off on a sidebar once in a blue moon. Well, it's a lot more than once in a blue moon. <laughs> but I enjoy being with you, ladies and gentlemen. I enjoy your presence and your energy, which is why I invite you so often to call in and let me know your thoughts and opinions. Even if we're gonna debate, I'm up for a good debate. Let's talk about it. 844-344-3953. 844-944-3953. I've got us queued up so you can call. What do you think about voting? Do you think that your voice matters? Will you be going to the voting polls this year? Will you lift your voice? At what point will you be confident that your vote, your voice matters? At least it does here to the elected servant, uh, elected public servants here in the state of Delaware. It matters. They want your vote because they're trying to get seats that put the, you know, it's like musical chairs. And I told that, I said that to you last year. I said that to you last year. It's musical chairs. Some people want to stay in the seat they're in and some people have a reach for something higher. Now, I, I'm a big fan of Matt Meyer. I did an interview with him uh, just, uh, I don't know, maybe not even four months ago. It may have, may have been four months ago, five months ago. I did an interview with Newcastle County Executive Matt Meyer. I was absolutely charmed by his personal story. He's been to Africa, he's lived there, and he, you know, I am of the opinion that he is not. He is not a man that walks around with racism coursing through his blood, his veins. I, I just don't believe that about Matt Meyer. Maybe you know something that I don't know, but I've gotta tell you, I don't think that about Matthew Meyer. The interview that he and I did together, uh, both on the air, because I put it on my Facebook and my YouTube, and I podcasted it. But that at some point, I cut off all the microphones, and it was just two human beings sitting in his office in two chairs having a conversation between two human beings. And I asked them questions about black folks, and I truly am of the opinion that Matthew Meyer, Matt Meyer, Newcastle County Executive, is not, is not a man who walks around with red, uh, 
racism, prejudice, or bigotry coursing through his veins or his mindset. And a little birdie, the little birdie that sits on the uh, that sits on the tree branch, whispered in my ear that he may be going after that governor's seat. That's what the little birdies are chirping, that we can look for uh, Matt Meyer to go for that governor's seat. Now, I'm not saying he'll be the only person vying for it. There's some other folks who'd like to sit in the governor's chair who think they can do a great job, and perhaps they can. Time will have to tell. Soon enough, people will be putting out their uh, campaigns. You're gonna find little flyers and postcards all over your car and your door, and people will canvass the neighborhoods asking you for your vote. So it's time to start looking at each candidate, even though we don't know exactly for sure, uh, definite who every single candidate would be, because some, some seats are still, uh, there's a big question mark there. But you know, we're not stupid. We can kind of figure out that one and one equals two. We can kind of figure out who's going to go for it to become, you know, who wants to be a house rep, who wants to be a state legislator, a senator. We can kind of guess who might be going, uh, wants to go uh, into Congress. Who do you think might want Tom Carper's seat or Chris Coons' chair? Who's going after those seats? Ha ha. Time will tell, ladies and gentlemen, but if you don't look at the issues and the words that are proceeding out of their mouth during this campaign, I promise you, you will vote unintelligently. It is time to start looking at each one of these politicians who will be throwing their hat into the campaign ring it's time to look at each one of them and find out really what do they stand for. And it's time to start reading up on that now. We may be surprised that some people uh, are playing musical chairs. We really thought that this person was going to go for that seat. And instead, they're way over here trying to do something over in this seat. We will find out. Because as my mother always said, and I didn't understand it until I became a grown-up woman, she used to tell me all the time, you cannot hide dirt in milk. It will always rise to the top. And much alike in that to the truth. You cannot suppress the truth with a whole bunch of lies for long. Eventually, the truth will rise and it will be exposed eventually. It's just a matter of time. But your vote is your voice. Your voice matters. And considering the political climate of everything that America, not just Delaware, I mean, we, we, we want to brush off our own front steps, you know, we, we live, reside, and, and work together and cohabitate here in the state of Delaware. But on a national level, there's been a lot of things going on, ladies and gentlemen, and we need to address it. We need to address some immediate concerns in this entire nation. Perhaps for those of us who are in the state of Delaware, we've got to start right here. <clears throat> Pardon me. Go put my earphones on and make sure I can hear you. Okay. Oh, that's much better. You know, it's totally different when you have your headphones on and when you have them not on. And for many, many, many moons, I came and I sat in this seat here behind this microphone 
and I did not have my ear my ears on. They're called, you know, I call them my ears. They're your headphones, but I call them my ears. I didn't have my ears on. So I didn't really know what I sound like on the radio. Now that I put my headphones on, I've got my ears on, I know what I sound like on the radio and I can moderate my tones and my textures of my voice as I address you. I'm very passionate, ladies and gentlemen, and sometimes in this little room in the studio, I become so passionate, I'll stand up and break out into a sweat, trying my best to deliver a message or share a message of my thoughts with you. And I will become so passionate, almost outraged or, or fired up, if you want to, about something, a particular issue. that I get a little loud. And so I want to be mindful about that. But I say this, and I say it from the heart, because I spent so much time making it my personal business to interact with our public elected elected public servants or elected officials some of them have I, as I have stated before they have become absolute friends people that I will love no matter what seat they sit in because they're real people they're real people and we connect and we made the connection. And in having those conversations, just sitting back, chit-chatting, friend to friend, not as an advocate to a politician, not as a journalist uh, seeking an interview, but just as a woman sitting down and engaging this other human being about political issues and about issues in general, mother, father issues, all kinds of concerns. I have found your vote, it matters. Your vote is your voice and it matters. So please, because we need you on every single level, county, city, county, state, we need you on every level, national, federal. Whenever I think federal, I always think of uh, Lisa Blunt Rochester for some reason, and of course, uh, you know, Biden, Joe Biden. How many of you are, are satisfied with the work uh, thus to date with Joe Biden. Do you like his work? Has he been doing a great job for America? Are you satisfied that he is uh, diligently putting forth the efforts to make systemic changes for the better? Do you believe that Joe Biden uh, is doing a great job in internally here in this nation, but also uh, internationally with other nations are we having good conversations with other nations are we working to be friendly or are we gearing up for war what do you think what do you think America I'm interested in hearing your thoughts I'm interested in hearing your thoughts and I've got to tell you, it's an absolute fact that in order to vote, you must register. You simply must register. You must register to vote. You got to do it every time. I've got to do it every time. Maybe you don't have to do it every time, but I've got to do it every time. So I'm thinking you got to do it every time. Now we all have to do it every single time. We got to register to vote. Now the ACLU is doing a really great thing right now with helping people register to vote. 
you want to make sure that you reach out to our ACLU comrades and let's let's register to vote. I'll tell you another organization, uh, you know, like the Sphinx, uh, the Phoenix that will rise from the ashes. SeaTac, citizens taking a corner, churches taking a corner. It's actually churches take a corner, but a lot of times I'll I'll improvise and I'll say citizens taking a corner because everyone that's on the corner or everyone that's affiliated with SeaTac is not necessarily affiliated with the church. I am personally affiliated with SeaTac, but I am not affiliated with the church. So sometimes I'll say citizens take a corner. Elder Ty Johnson and Dr. Ravina Brown. These are two people who are working cohesively in order to rebuild back better the SeaTac movement. And you can get in touch with either of those two people if you want to find out about their initiative for voter registration. You want to reach out in regards to voter registration, let SeaTac, citizens, churches, take a corner, Elder Ty Johnson and Dr. Ravina Brown are working cohesively as leadership for the community to make sure that everybody in our communities are registered to vote because your vote is your voice and it matters. It matters. You may not think that you're important enough for your vote to matter. So why bother going to the voting polls, the voting stations, when the doggone American government's going to do whatever it wants to do anyway? Stop right there with that negative thinking. Stop right there with that negative thinking. That is negative thinking. And as I've heard my Christian brothers and sisters say on more than one occasion, the devil is a liar. Your voice does matter. Because without your vote, without your voice, people don't know what it is that is important to you. What are the issues that are important to you? If you're a person just hypothetically, let's say that you're like me, and prison reform is a passion for you. Let's just make pretend for a moment that you and I are synonymous in our thinking and prison reforms is imperatively, passionately important to you. If you are not out there voting for the candidate who is pushing the agenda to reform our prisons, making us more like Norway, rehabilitative instead of punitive and revengeful retaliation, because America loves retaliation. That's why prisons, one of the reasons that prisons were created. And when they found out that you, know, you could make money off of it, then that became another reason. But that's a whole nother story. Let's just say you're passionate about prison reforms. You'd like to see more rehabilitation and counseling and medical services in our American, or here, Delaware, prisons. You gotta vote for the candidate who is pushing the agenda to reform the prisons. But how can you vote for that person if you're sitting at home thinking that your voice and your vote doesn't matter? It could be your vote that makes the difference as to whether or not that candidate is put into the chair, is elected into the chair, into the seat, so they can push the, push the policies for prison reform or whatever the issue may be. Many of us right now, you know, the climate, the temperature is very hot. When, when we talk about Leobor, 
when we talk about uh, accountability of our police and law enforcement agents. Today at Legislative Hall, oh boy, it was a doozer. It was a doozer. We've only got two weeks left because these folks are leaving for their vacations and to get ready for their campaigns. So at the end of June, nobody else is pushing anything. We've got to wait all the way until the next season before we can push for what we believe in. And I'll tell you, I was chit-chatting uh, with your friend and my friend, Brother Hanif Salam, who I just simply adore because he's really, really in the know. He's a smart justice ambassador and leadership in, in ACLU, smart justice. And he talks with me and he's patient with me and he tells me stuff. He explains things to me and I appreciate him for that. But he's a champion advocate. He's a champion advocate. And we're asking, before it's too late and we've only got two weeks left, it's almost like rush, rush, rush. But we're asking if it doesn't go through in this legislative session, it's got to go through on the next one. We've got to stop these fines and fees. You put a fine and a fee on somebody to, uh, from probation and they lose their license and then something else happens and before you know it, uh, they run a red light, uh, God forbid, or a stop sign. Now they've got a ticket with fines and fees and they can't pay it because maybe they don't have a, a strong employment and they're struggling to feed family and get medication for the family so they don't have the money to pay the fees and the fines. And it gets to the point where it becomes absolutely ridiculous and an incarceratable offense. People can go to jail. And we need to stop loading up Delaware's prisons with low-level offenders or uh, for low-level infractions, not even offenders, but just infractions for this marijuana thing. Just legalize marijuana. Just would you legalize marijuana? I'm not talking about 25 kilos and pounds of it driving cross state. I'm not talking about that. But I am talking about for medicinal purposes, legalize it. And perhaps recreational. If people want to smoke marijuana, that's their business. It's their choice. It's their body. You only mad the state, the United States of America was only pissed off about marijuana because it couldn't find a way to, to, to capitalize on it financially. To tax it. People were making money without taxes. Taxation without representation? Go look that one up and see how that blends into the United States Constitution. <laughs> Taxation without representation. They couldn't find a way to make money off of the marijuana sales in America, all across America. So it became illegal. If you're not going to give me some of the money that you're making uh, off of these corners uh, pumping this marijuana, then I'm going to make it illegal. I'm going to arrest you. Well, now you have dispensaries, right? You made the dispensaries uh, legal. So you have a way to make money. So legalize it. If people want to sit out at the park and smoke marijuana, that's their business. That's their choice. I'm not saying I support it, but I'm not saying I don't support it. What I do support is to stop filling up prisons for low-level misdemeanor, low-level infractions of smoking marijuana. Give me a break. It's a setup for failure and you know it. So just make it legal. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I was reading a message. Uh, on my podcasting. I am podcasting. And it is 4.55. So Timeless Thomas, if, if I'm not mistaken on my calendar, my schedule, Timeless Thomas will be uh, in this seat in just a little bit. He's got something to ring for your earbuds. But let me leave you with this as we, as we move forward. 
register to vote please vote your vote is your voice and your voice matters your voice matters as we move forward in this election season primaries and uh, then the general election and all of that it's coming this train is moving all aboard this train is moving as we get to that ladies and gentlemen let us be intelligent let us be intelligent first figure out what are the issues that are important and passionate to you then find out what if, if any of the issues that are important and passionate to you who else is passionate about them which one of our elected officials is also passionate about the same thing that you're passionate about do your homework be an intelligent voter intelligent enough to know that your vote your voice matters i'm rochelle wilson and thank you for joining me once again here wednesday for the political power hour and i'll be here every wednesday if i'm not here then i'll broadcast remotely because it means i'm at legislative hall or at a political event with a politician that's the only way that I'm not going to make it to the radio station is because I'm sitting in the presence of an elected official and we're chit-chatting about important things. Otherwise, you'll catch me here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. for the Political Power Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, God loves you and so do I. Vote. It matters. Peace and grace.